following program contains strong language, adult humor, and is meant for immature, mature audiences only. Parental discretion is advised. Welcome to John and Warren Go on a Tangent, the show where we pick a topic discuss it briefly, and then diverge from it significantly. My name is Warren. And my name's John, and we're going to pick up where we left off last week. And we hope you enjoy the show. That's kind of where my problem with the whole thing is. It's like, well, I'm a pretty, you know, my age group has been not, not a pretty limited in their their death rate and hospitalization rate. I know Delta bumped that up a little bit, but I'm a pretty healthy individual. I get a lot of exposure to sunlight. I get, I take vitamins. I eat relatively healthy. Um, I think I, I, I either had it and didn't know it, or I got sick before COVID was COVID and that was COVID, but I don't really know. But anyways, Jillian had it and I didn't get it somehow, even though my tongue was in her throat. <laughs> um, my kids never got it. They never tested positive. They've been exposed multiple times. Um, and even if I were, I don't, I don't think I'd be one that was hospitalized. I, I would love to eat my own hat on this one. And I would, I would gladly say like, Hey, I was totally wrong on this, but I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, but with people getting vaccinated and still getting it and still being able to transmit it, like, I don't, that's, that's the part I don't fully understand. Like it works to a certain extent to, by minimizing COVID sometimes. Yeah. It's like, well, if we rushed something to market through panic and fear, is that really something that I want to put into my body? And then on top of that, let's think about who says it's okay to put it into my body. The FDA, which has a revolving door with the pharmaceutical companies. Oh, that's something else we'd need to reform big time. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I'm in government, I'm in private business. I mean, how, but I mean, that makes it kind of hard when you put term limits on things, right? Sure. Doing hard things tends to be beneficial in the long run. But how do you do that? How do you, how do you say, how do you prevent the revolving door and still have people go from being government and then working in any industry? Cause they're going to start somewhere, then they're going to go into government and then they're going to go back somewhere else or back to where they came from. I would say that maybe when they're in government, they are not, <clears throat> they're not allowed to like pass laws pertaining to the industry they were in or any field that like they might go into. And like, if, if you were like, you know, the head of the FDA and then after you retired from the FDA, you went on and like worked for millions of dollars at some big pharmaceutical company, that would not be an okay thing. 
We would shoot you for that. <laughs> Immediate murder. No, it's like... I mean, capital punishment. <laughs> well, what is treason? Would it not be treasonous to put the the benefits for a single company or a single industry over the welfare of the people of your entire country? It sounds pretty treasonous to me. So wouldn't that mean that the bailouts of 2008 was treason? None of those should have happened. There should never. In this country, I love this. I love this about our country because there's so many people talking about like capitalism and big business and yada, yada, yada. These companies should fail. Ford should be gone. Um, Chrysler should sure as hell be gone. Ford didn't take a bailout. That's right. Sorry. You're right. GM. I meant GM. Um, I don't know. Ford should still be gone. (laughs) Uh, Not a huge fan. Although, I don't know. I have a friend that works for them and they seem pretty happy. And I got friends that work for GM. The point is, though, like with people that are so hellbent on non-socialist program, like they hate the word socialism. What the fuck do you call those bailouts? Was that English? Am I? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I know I agree ex- to what you're saying because I understand it to be that um, true capitalism is no regulation or uh, infringement coming from the government. But that also means no handouts, no subsidies. So we have never actually had a full on capitalist economy. It's always it's always been. A mixture of um, of social and, program like socialism like slightly yeah a little bit of socialism and a, a little bit of capitalism I, which i think a lot uh, of capitalism and a little bit of socialism i would actually disagree with that but uh but unfortunately what that means is we've actually been living in a fascist society for quite some time when there is a merger of your corporate entities with your governmental entities which we've already discussed the corporations run the government we live in a fascist society it just un, just fortunately for us so far we still have some freedoms which have been under attack for decades at this point and more so now like freedom of speech yeah we still have a right to freedom of speech but look how easy it is to get canceled for saying something on twitter Look how easy it is for your voice to be stifled because you say something on Instagram. Well, freedom of speech is the freedom constitutionally for the press to say things about the government, to criticize them, to bring things up, which they don't have because the press is uh, it's it's frowned upon if the press reports on government officials having mental issues or, you know, like being senile and super old. And I don't have a problem with old people, but I do have a problem with people who have dementia running my country. And they're not allowed to report on that. Some do. Um, You think these people that are in the Senate who are like fucking Strom Thurmond aged are all there? No. No. I bring him up because I I remember him being pretty well aged when he was finally done. Well, and that's, that's another one of the pieces of reformation that I would like to see is... There is a disproportionate amount of people in a certain age group that run the country, whether and I'm just saying the people that are elected officials. Um, We don't have a true representative government because so many of the politicians are in a particular age group, usually the elderly, unfortunately. And so we don't have every age group represented in this country. 
particularly young people, the young people that have to inherit the shit show that the older people have created for us. So how do we how do we remedy that? Quotas. How do you mean? Like, how would those work? What would that look like? Well, I think we, again, we have to come back to the idea of local government. Um, and in, in local government, there's, there's typically like your city council. And your city council, there's going to be sections. Like we have this age group and this age group and this age group all represented by somebody from that age group. So that like everybody would vote on it. So you'd have to have an odd number of demographics, right? So that yeah. this could be, I don't know, I could see the old Knicks ganging up on the young folk. I sure would. <laughs> you, I mean, you have, you have a lot of different interests because like me, me and you, we're at a particular point in life right now where we have enough experience to know that there's a lot of fucked up shit out there, but we don't have, we don't have enough experience to know how to deal with it all, Right. And so we can we can learn from the older generations for sure, but we don't need the older generations to continue doing the same thing that they've always done um, when that doesn't always work. So maybe we need some new ideas of our own or we need new ideas from the younger generation. And so there would be a bridge between the two. And I think that sometimes our generation would mix in with the younger generation and sometimes our generation would mix in with the older generation. It just depends on who's elected and what they think is best for their location. Hearing your ideas um, and thinking about some of the ideas I have, it makes me wish that there were a way to actually give it a test run. I know other countries are willing to say, hey, let's give this a test run for a year or two, see how it works, you know? Um, I say you know a lot. <laughs> I really do. I was just thinking about it because I was saying it. And when I'm editing the show, I say you know so fucking much. I think I say it almost as much as um. <laughs> it's really obnoxious. But you don't say it as much as Biden says uh. I don't think anyone can say a word that much. <laughs> that fucking guy. <sighs> I just yeah. want to again remind remind you, and uh, on the off chance that President Joe Biden is listening to this, you got my vote, but make no mistake, sir, I did not vote for you. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the things that goes through my mind is I I cannot say I'm a Trump supporter. I cannot say that I'm a Biden supporter. I can say that it was an embarrassing four years to live in America, and it still is in just a different way, um, which is unfortunate. And that's what that's what makes me think like a of true grassroots, nonpartisan individual that is articulate and has ideas and has thought them out and has gone through the process of vetting those ideas through other people that know better than they do. That's the person we need to run our country. Somebody who has the foresight to know that things are going to get a little bit rough and that we're going to deal with that the best way that we can. And just be able to make decisions and be comfortable with those decisions and not play the political game because there would be no political game anymore. That would be the ideal. I wouldn't say that it's a utopian society because I don't believe that those exist. 
and I don't know that I'd like it. It sounds kind of boring um, to me, but it's one of those, it's like a pipe dream. Like I like that we can talk about it um, and talk about different ideas. Something very bad, something very big will have to happen in our country for us to see reforms at that level. Something massive would have to happen within our world. Um, I mean, it already is, but we can't even agree on that. We need like, we really need like an alien invasion or, you know, (laughs) something like that. Just like, because people like we need to talk about things. We need to have discussions like if you don't agree with me and I don't agree with you, what can we find to come to an agreement on? I think people sometimes are so firm in things and it's not necessarily a right or wrong thing. It's it's one of those things where it's like, I think you should brew coffee in your French press for five minutes. But that's stupid. You should, If you want good coffee, you want to do it for five minutes and 45 seconds we don't agree like let's figure something out let's do a taste test let's try different things and see what we can agree on maybe we can do it for five minutes we just have to add a little bit more coffee and we'll come to the you know but then like depends uh, on where your beans come from yeah and and like i don't like my coffee as strong as you oh well that's why you don't want to set it for you know 5 45 and you like the five minute coffee because you're a little bitch (laughs) what did you say Uh, and then everything goes to hell i think it's just our, our general human nature we we like butting heads with each other i think we i think we like it to some degree i think it's human nature i mean i i i have this theory that we've been a warring species since the beginning like have you ever seen um 2001 a space odyssey i have seen it and i i know the part you're talking about where they they see the big um monolith at the beginning right isn't that what you're talking about the, yeah, where the, the one where, where the, the one, monkeys the guy like uh, were they monkeys or were they like yeah, they were monkeys. man or whatever? They were hairy monkeys. I thought they were like supposed to be our ancestors. Like the, I mean, yeah, they are. Yeah, but. So, but like, yeah, I remember like the one like picking up a bone or something. If I recall it, I haven't yeah. watched that movie in full since I was a child because my uncle exposed me to it when I was like eight, and I just can't watch it because it brings back bad memories for me. It's the same reason that I hate the band Pink Floyd. It's all because I had to see that shit when I was a very small child. The Wall is not a movie for little kids. Just so you know. <laughs> Fun fact. It's not a fact. <laughs> it, is, it is my opinion. I just, I do feel strongly about that. And I, I to this day, don't like Pink Floyd. Anyways, so my theory is, since we've been warring our entire existence, like, that's that's just a way for population control. And in the last 200 years, we've figured out ways to keep ourselves alive longer, keep babies alive, keep moms alive, and our population has exploded. And now you you can hear it. You can hear it from Bill Gates. You can hear it from Elitis. You can hear it from the people that run the eugenics program. There's too many people on the planet. We need to depopulate. What is going to be that event? Is it going to be an intentional event? Is it something that we're just going to be reactive to? What's it going to be? And whatever it is, I don't think it matters what it is, but it's, it is going to bring about the, the point where things are going to have to be more localized. 
we're going to, it's going to be a system down situation because there's just not going to be enough bodies to, to run the system anymore. Like the old school city states, maybe? Um, yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, I, I think the way we have it here in America, at least, I think we could keep statehood, a state governor and a state government wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. But going back to the national side of things is it should be rights only. They, they, that's what that's what the Bill of Rights started as. That's what the Constitution started as was this is what you can do. This is what it, you are afforded as a human being in this country. And then it turned into, well, we're going to make all these laws of what you can't do. And that's what we need to get away of. We don't we don't need all of these things that we can't do. Don't tell me I can't go however fucking fast I want to go in my car because I other idiots out there create accidents because they don't know how to drive. I know how to drive. I'm a professional driver. I should be able to go as fast as I fucking want to. And if I do get into a crash, find me then. But yeah, I just, I agree. I, I, I don't think any of this talk and, and what we've discussed and what other people smarter than us have discussed is really going to come to fruition uh, until we have... A cataclysmic event because what we talked about earlier is there's just too much comfort at stake for too many people yeah and those false senses of security that a lot of people have as well yeah well and that got that got shaken with this whole covid thing when people running out buying toilet paper and buying up all the shit like i don't know i don't know if you experienced it but out here like my dad's friend owns a dealership that sells like boats and jet skis and motorcycles and stuff. And summer of 2020, they sold out of everything. Like they, they, he said that they pulled stuff out of storage that they took in on trade years ago and put it on the sales floor and it was gone. You look for a bicycle on Craigslist, they're gone or they're, their prices are way super high. That I did notice because, you know, when my bicycle got stolen, I was looking for a new bike. And yeah, I was just like, Holy shit, there's like no cheap bikes anymore. Yeah, there isn't. And kayaks and boats and just everything, everything is getting bought up right now because, I mean, for a couple of reasons. One, they're getting free government money. And then two, it's just like the, the concept of scarcity. But then to shift gears, one of the other things I want to touch on that we're talking about, one of the great things that America has that I don't think we utilize enough on the political level is the higher education system that we have. We we have so many schools and colleges and people conducting research and minds that want to think about these things that we don't hear about. We don't hear about the political scientists at Rutgers University and the studies that they do. We don't hear about the psychology department at Stanford and, and what they've done in the last 15 years um, and what they've discovered and how that can help human beings. Like the, those are things, those are bits and pieces of information that I think that the government, especially at the federal level, should be disseminating and looking to make things better and improving upon things instead of just working with what seems to be a broken system. It's interesting that you say that um, about particularly about, you know, how we don't get to hear from those people. I don't follow sports at all. Don't give a shit. But I'm pretty sure the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. I shouldn't know that. <laughs> 
You know, but you I couldn't mean? stop yourself from finding out, right? Because it's just exactly because it's there. Yeah, and so I I agree with you. Like that kind of information with like political theory, even you know science, everything. Like our country is, we have a lot of people who'd rather be distracted by men hitting a ball with a stick than the actual welfare of their country. They think that a man hitting a ball with a stick is more important and carries more weight. Honestly, than a man, you know, curing a disease. Yep, that's that's very true, and that's one of those things that uh, just has never resonated with me is how pe- how much people can just be into sports. And I understand that it's a, a piece of it is camaraderie and something to belong to and a way to connect with your fellow person. But there's so much more out there than that that you can connect with. And yeah, I mean, I there again, there's so many schools out there and it, it wouldn't even have to be limited to America. But I think it would be awesome if there was a show where these different schools debated a topic because they had differing standpoints, but they could bring their research into it and research from other places and have a cogent argument for why they believe what they believe. And people can see that and it's a concise form of doing so. And it would be such a consumable thing that, I mean, part of what they would have to do is break it down for the layman. They couldn't use all those fancy words like you were talking about before, but it would be an opportunity and, and there would be prize money involved. And there you turn it into a fucking game show and all of a sudden people can fucking learn and they don't even know. They can be informed and they don't even have to try. Yeah, that honestly sounds like a YouTube show right there, man, that could have a lot of viewers <laughs> or very few. It, You know, if we put the same kind of fanfare and the same kind of money behind people having fucking brains and having like having thought like deep thoughts, like thinking about things uh, that we do sports, I don't think that a lot of the problems that we're having necessarily would even be problems yeah well it would be really hard to argue if you had this competition or you had this this forum at least where the discussion is being had and i mean you have people vote on it just like they vote on whatever yeah whatever shows are out there just like okay now we have 82 percent believe what the university of florida is saying and 28 percent believe what the university of texas is saying um and yeah maybe somebody made a better argument or maybe the facts were just there that su- that support it and then the government wouldn't they they couldn't try to pull the wool over our eyes anymore it's like the facts are right there it's all right there in front of us and 30 million people j- just saw it and 200,000 people just voted on it. Yeah. Fox, you should um, make this a show. Throw people on there that are traditionally sexy, (laughs) spray them with water or something, and then have scientists debate stuff, smart people debate stuff, thinkers debate stuff. And I I do want to clarify something. I don't think that it should only be people who are in universities that are allowed to do this. There are a number of people from all walks of life that just see things differently, that understand things better than some of us, and it doesn't take a piece of paper to do that. I think when 
people are not willing to listen to people just because they don't have some kind of fancy degree. I think that's extremely elitist and it's also pretty goddamn un-American. Yeah, I, I guess the only reason that I said it would be a university or school or whatever is because I would like it to be less anecdotal and more research and scientific driven. Well, then I think, and I, I do agree with that. So it would be cool then if, man, maybe it could be like an offshoot, um, like a show, you know, you know, some shows get like a spinoff show. So it'd be like a spinoff show, right? You got your, your guys that do the debating and stuff like that. One of the other shows could be about, you know, a layman coming to these guys with their ideas and thoughts and saying like, let's do this. Let's do the scientific method properly. And then we'll go on the other show. Cause that way, that way you also have the people with a piece of paper working with people who don't necessarily have one and seeing like, Hey, you know, like we can all be filled with different creative thoughts. Going to college shouldn't limit your scope of thinking, but I've seen that it often does. Uh, with people that I've met who are like, you know, PhDs or something, they've, they've very much limited themselves and that's okay because, you know, that's their field that they're focusing on. But sometimes you need someone that thinks outside of your box to help you with what's in your box, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I kind of what I'm thinking when you say that is almost like a pundit, you know, you have the political arena where people are uh actively working in it and then you have the pundits that are discussing it from the outside and with from with differing opinions and then the other thing that popped into my brain that i thought about the other day was solving the student loan crisis to a certain extent one of the big arguments for forgiving student loans is that well what about the people that had to pay theirs off and so Yeah, unfortunately, there's going to be a group of people that aren't going to be happy with whatever happens. But what you can do right now today is stop providing federal student loans. Just stop it. Because if you stop that, you're going to drop enrollment because people can't afford to go, which is fine. You know, that's not a big deal. Not everybody needs to go to college anymore. Um, So enrollment's going to drop and colleges are going to have to shift and pivot and figure out what can they do to get more people into their college because that's what it comes down to, right? They need more people, especially with these big institutions with multiple buildings and tons of housing and all that other shit. Like, just stop. The federal government is not going to subsidize the the education system anymore because there's there's a lot of people that end up going to college and end up with student loan debt that don't even use their degree all it is like you've said before in in my personal experience all it is is a fucking piece of paper and i was i feel like i was lied to my entire life told that if you get that piece of paper you're going to be desired by companies people are going to want to hire you because you have that piece of paper and i have yet to hold a job that wanted me because I had a piece of paper that said I graduated from a university. Yeah. And I've seen that with other people um, where, you know, they have, they have a piece of paper, but then they're not, yeah, they're not at all doing what they went to school for. And so essentially they just pissed away six figures. And I think that's kind of awful. Yeah. So not forcing the next generation of youth into 
six figures of debt would be a good way to start reforming that piece of the system. Because if if I if the government is not going to provide money for people to go to college, how are they going to pay for it? Either families got to pay for it, or banks are going to have to start loaning out money. And if that happens, then guess what? People can file bankruptcy and aren't going to have to pay your ass back anyways. So they're not going to do it. So you're going to have a, a lowered mission. And what really sparked this was I heard something on the radio about how colleges in the metropolitan area here, uh, enrollment was down 21% since COVID started. And that was, that was a huge number and they didn't know how they were going to come back from that and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, wow, like you guys are, are really concerned about your enrollment. Well, what would happen if, you know, people stopped paying for college because they couldn't and they couldn't they stop showing and they stopped showing up like. What would you do? What would you have to do? What would be the logical decision to be made? You'd have to make college more affordable, more affordable, right? Well, you'd have to go to the back to the model where somebody could work for a summer and save up enough money to pay for two semesters of school, which I believe that to be reasonable. Yeah, I agree. Um, no, I don't think that's really feasible right now with some of the college tuitions. Um, I do have one concern with your idea, though, and that is I think some people that are from poorer families would possibly feel a little bit kind of cut off from the opportunity. No, I guess it just mean that they'd, you know, they would just have to, uh, what the fuck is that phrase? Pull themselves up from their bootstraps? Uh, no, I hate that phrase. It's so fucking <laughs> stupid because you literally can't do that. Like, you literally cannot do that. I don't know who came up with that, but it doesn't make sense to me. I might have to look into the history of that phrase. No, um, delayed gratification. I mean, yeah. we just have more people either with delayed gratification or, yeah, or you would have to go to a bank and then the bank would be risking it. I, th I think a lot of banks would be like, no, we're not yeah. giving you a student loan. Yeah, Whereas, but it, yeah, but it, yeah, like you make a good point though, because the government is like, hell yeah, we'll give you a loan because you can't get out of it. Mm -hmm. which is yep. also and, stupid by the way and we're and we're going to subsidize that loan with tax money anyways so <laughs> we're not losing anything well it's all tax money isn't it yeah. i mean what is the government I mean, sort of I, I mean they yeah, <laughs> yes yes they are oh my god which reminds me oh what was the most recent thing oh one of the african nations oh yeah there was, was like a sudan civil or war. something there's a civil war and all this stuff is going on and and America's like, We're we're not gonna give you seven hundred billion. Yeah. Seven hundred billion or something. It was Sudan, wasn't it? Yeah. Something like I can't remember what the country was, but they're like, We're not gonna give you seven hundred billion. I'm like, we're giving away seven hundred billion dollars. We're giving you away almost a trillion dollars to another country. Yeah, and I'm all for helping other people, but we have some problems here too. For sure. And yeah, the the geopolitical game Again, if we localized things, the federal government wouldn't have that money to throw around to do whatever they think that they need to do in Africa. Because you know what? Africa needs to get to a point where they can take care of themselves, just like everywhere else in the world. Like, I understand trade and the mercantile system. Like, yeah, that can, that can keep going, but that doesn't need to be regulated by anybody, really. Let the merchants do their thing. Yeah. All right, man, I got to get going because I got to get up early and deliver liquor tomorrow.
All right. And I'm going essentially on vacation some more. <laughs> and I'm traveling starting tomorrow. And uh, I got my races this weekend. So, yeah, I need to get some fucking sleep. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. We didn't really come to any closure. Other than reform needs to happen. How that'll be. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Alien attack. (laughs) So if you'd like to share your thoughts with John and I, feel free to go to the website anchor.fm slash jwgoatpodcast. You can also email us at jwgoatpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, which I will leave in the show notes. Because we're too cheap to buy whatever they're called. Domain name. There you go. None of you enterprising assholes better buy it (laughs) and try to like (laughs) sell it to us for like way more than it's worth. Yeah. Because I'll just get us us a .co instead of a .com. (laughs) But all right, man. Uh, That was a good talk. And, And I think our listeners got to see like we don't always agree on everything but i don't think you are less of a person or an asshole because of it no we're all just here having a human experience that is the case all right we will see you guys on the next show John and Warren Go on a Tangent was ad-libbed and produced badly by us, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time.